Hey there, welcome to the Night Force Action Report. It's episode number 118 for Tuesday, October 1st, 2019 from HorribleNight.com. I am your host, Justin Lacey, back in action on a weekly basis. We're changing up the Night Force Action Report again, uh, but I am joined as always by Ryan Billingsley. Every week, week <laughs> in, week out. Never misses a show. We'll be here to throw down. We're excited to talk video games. I haven't talked video games with Ryan in a while, but I have talked video games more recently uh, with our intern, J.B. Buckner. Hello. Hi. How's it going? All right. You know, doing okay. Great. Great. Good to see you, Ryan. It's good to see you, too. <laughs> we are live Monday nights, 930 Eastern on Twitch TV slash Horrible Nights. We've got other podcasts on the same podcast feed. I will talk about those in a little bit. Um, but tonight, our featured topic, uh, we're going to talk about the Apple Arcade and uh, subscription models uh, with in video games and where that's all going. Before we get to the video games, though, um, Ryan says you're feeling a little, little old. I am. Uh, I suffered my first, like, real injury that I couldn't just shrug off Uh-oh. in a couple days. Hemorrhoids? Um, no. no. <laughs> well, let's, let's guess for 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, always to the butt first, JB. So I wasn't on the show nope. <laughs> a couple weeks ago because I was in South Carolina. Um, my brother got married. Um, Congratulations to him. Right before we left for the trip, I throughout my back and so then i had to go on a, a 11 hour car ride which was just pure torture um and then kind of winced my way through the rest of the wedding week and then when i got back I went and saw the doctor because i'm like this isn't getting better mm-hmm. and uh yeah so it's just a pretty you know basic lower back injury four to eight week recovery time yikes um and I've been having to go to physical therapy, which I've never had to do before. Um, but yeah, it sucks. Because it's just like, it was like the most innocuous thing. Like, it wasn't like I was doing anything crazy. Like, I'm pretty sure I got it from doing sit-ups. Excellent. Yeah. And I was okay. like, man. Once this again, body we are is- proving exercise sucks. Yeah. Yeah, that's the lesson so. to take from this. <laughs> if you're going to so, yeah. exercise late in life, don't do it at all. That's right. I'm sorry to hear um, that. That that hurts me to hear that. Just like I don't. Yeah, that that. I mean, every, we're gonna ha- we'll all have it. We're gonna have that that injury that is gonna just stick with you. Like there isn't. Uh, yeah. You don't build that back. <laughs> uh, uh, every time I, every time I take some downtime in my running schedule or whatever, like I'll take months <laughs> off. I always wonder, like, am I? Am I actually going to be able to come back next time? Like, is was that as good is, as I'm going to feel? It? Yeah. Is this, yeah. It? is this the time that kills me? Yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, it it's it, it feels ridiculous. Like, I was just really pissed about it because I'm just like, I wasn't even doing anything that crazy. Um, and I'm in, like, the best shape I've been in in, like, a long time. So that mm. also was just like, <laughs> damn it. Like, I'm finally treating you right, and then you betray me. Um, it's just reve- so, yeah. it's actually revenge probably <laughs> you should just stuck to the plan 
Uh, JB's apparently you're playing Minecraft. What's going on here? Uh, so no, I'm not playing Minecraft. Okay. Um, cool story. Okay, Justin, what's going on yeah. with you? My son bought Minecraft again. Why? Don't you have that already? I on have what? it on the PlayStation. Okay. Why? <laughs> the best version. Like, okay. Want to play that in an uh, isolated sandbox? A, a year and a half ago, I'm getting ready to drive home, and I look at my phone, and I've got an email from from a Nintendo that says, "Thank you for your purchase," and it's Minecraft. Mm. And I, I send a message to my wife. It's like, you were so <laughs> this just happened, and she's like, "Okay," and goes and talks to the kid, and like he. He, uh, we were like, fine, you know, it's too late. You've already bought this. Stop doing this stuff. So that's copy number two? <laughs> yeah, it was um, three, four. Four, because that includes this computer, okay. the Xbox, and an iPad version. Um, okay. For the, so the Switch. For the Switch. Okay. Before the Switch. Uh-huh. Jeez. And I'm sitting at work at 4.30 in the afternoon and I get an email and it says, thank you for your purchase of Minecraft. And it's from PlayStation. I go, and I send a message to Leslie and she's like, are you kidding? So I don't know what else he can buy (laughs) Minecraft on at this point. A realm still thing. Maybe he can just go into that business. It's it's a bit much, guys. I've got a lot you of need, Minecraft. You I got, need to lock your shit down, man. I did. How, how is this kid making purchases? I don't know. <laughs> I, I <laughs> actually I don't know how he did this one because one, he doesn't ha- play games on the on the PlayStation. Like, and uh, I was sure that I had well, it password protected. Well, that's like man. I was doing the math on that of the people in your house versus the available platforms that you can play Minecraft on, like. At any given point, there there's a free platform for him to like. Yeah. He, he has it somewhere else, but yeah, uh, yeah. today's the day. It's gotta be. It's gotta, it's gotta be on have, the like, PlayStation. Friends that were on PlayStation, and you want to play no, with them or something? No, <laughs> it was oh. just. It was just. So wait, do you have on a uh, whim? Do you have the Java version of Minecraft or the I Windows? Do. Okay, uh, he could also buy it on Windows Ten. So watch out for that. Okay. Uh, then Can I have, you know if you already own it on Xbox? I don't know. Original. Probably it's probably the same game at this. I feel like the Windows 10 one was separate. They'll probably oh, yeah. they'll probably let you buy Maybe it. Maybe it is. They'll I'll let you know. Okay. <laughs> I was like, because then I also have good news for you. Uh, starting in October, uh, you're going to see the beta rollout of Minecraft Earth on mobile devices, so uh-huh. you can get yourself okay. multiple copies of that. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Um, you sure. got that Minecraft RPG action RPG thing coming out, so you can buy that on a couple platforms. Okay. I just want I just want to see if he can buy another game on six platforms. I want to see if he can spend the amount of just buying a Switch, buying Minecraft copies on everything else. I, you know, if he manages to pull off any more, like I, I really, I've spent so much time locking down every device that we own. You told, you told that, him, you told him this time, this is the last time I'm going to get mad about it because next time, if you buy another copy of Minecraft, I'm just going to be impressed. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, that's absolutely fair. I will definitely <laughs> mention that to him. He has to pay me back for this one, so yeah. we'll see how that turns out. Okay. There you go. Good, l- good luck. Mo Yang ap- uh-huh. appreciates your endeavors. <laughs> um, no doubt. I was uh, also impressed. Uh, started the Dark Crystal Age of Resistance. Got through fantastic. Uh, episode one, which has a fantastic intro, like as far as just like dropping you back in this world and actually explaining shit, because mm-hmm. nobody mm-hmm. N- actually knows what happened in Dark Crystal. Uh, but <laughs> watching this show and then just realizing how great this voice cast is. Like it's really... Because it, it, it hits you across the face when the scientists, the sexies, I'm going to say all these rules. Like, I screw them Ske- all up. The skexies. Skexies. I, was, I keep trying to also, not call them Xerxes. The scientist's <laughs> name is Skektek. Is it? I don't. I feel, I feel like they haven't said the names of anyone other than the emperor. But uh, when the scientists start talking and you're like, oh, that's, that's some Mark Hamill joker right there. Uh, yes, it is. So, because that was the one that hit me of like, oh, so they didn't. You know, they didn't get video game or an anime voice actors for this. They got some, they got some, some Hollywood actors for this and, and, and they're all, they're all real good. And it was really fun to kind of go back through, especially because they have the, the one Skeksis. Yeah. Um, yep, close enough. I don't, the, uh, oh shit. I knew, the chamber man. Chamberlain. 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 He's yep. got the, like, the little. The high, like, yeah, the high pitched noise that like stands Ooh. out to you as a child. Yeah, that one. Yep. Um, that it, it stood out and it sounded identical to the the original. I was like, "There's no way that's the same Real guy." Good. And then Real you look good. it up, and it's fucking Simon Pegg. Now, it, uh, re- yes, <laughs> it's wow. fantastic. I love it. <laughs> Uh, and uh, I just w- real quick, I'm 90 percent sure that I talked about this two weeks ago. So <laughs> did you talk about the voice cast though? Yeah, I really did. Because eh. like, I, I, but but I I'm so glad that we get to talk about this now because I was so impressed by it that like I wanted everybody to watch the show so that they could just have that same discovery that I could. And like you you're at that point mm. now where just as you watch it, you're like, oh, it's so good, and then you realize why it's so good is because of just, outside of everything that they did visually like the voices are amazing yeah that that it's uh it got me real excited for it and what else can you talk about after one episode and obviously you put this into my, my head i don't doubt it i was kind of distracted at the, during the intro of the last show due, due to some technical difficulties so sure, i apologize yeah, yeah. for no re- no re- it's okay I, like, it's okay <laughs> like I, I i'm happy about it because we because now we can have more conversations yeah. about it as you go um and then so i think we decided i i was like well I, after watching the first episode i was like oh i should just go rewatch the movie again but because the sh- the show is a prequel it's like i think i agree with you that no, watch the movie after you watch the show, and worst thing, yeah, worst thing that happens, is you want to watch the watch the show again. But um, yeah, yeah, um, I also just aside from the puppeteering itself, just the 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 scenery, the backgrounds, the world that they've set up, like that's that's just really striking visuals, and it feels yeah, like real neat. It actually, re- it feels like a motion picture event, like that. I'm gonna. This this feels like a movie that I went to saw in theater, went to see in theaters, and now I'm watching you know the digital, a home version of it. But this the scope of it just really strikes me as far as just like the investment that Netflix is putting into some of this stuff, and, and you know really paying off for fans of of niche things. But this it's it's really cool and really well done. Yeah, and uh, I think that there is a. Uh 
after show uh, making of mm. for this as well um, that I haven't watched yet. It's, but, uh, it's like they're doing that podcast thing they did with uh, your Chernobyl show, Ryan, except Netflix ooh. just puts it on the service itself. <laughs> I still HBO haven't watched that too. yet. Oh, they put the, they were, that was in video form too? Uh, I don't know if they actually did. I think they just put the podcast up on oh. HBO, which was weird. But I think they did like, like I don't know, slideshow-esque kind of things okay. like while they were talking, showing yeah. different stuff. Cool. Ryan, are you going to get into the show? Um, I will watch it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never saw The Dark Crystal. That's movie. okay. That's okay. It's, yeah. It is a super <laughs> weird thing that apparently uh, was created to scare children. So, uh, well, you know. I watched this awesome series on YouTube that was kind of like going uh, through the entirety of Jim Henson's life and career. Uh-huh. And they talked about like when he got to this movie that like he just was bored out of his mind and wanted to do the weirdest shit he could come up with and like push everything that he like every direction he could push and he wanted to man Um, mission accomplished yeah (laughs) i want to see it but yeah i have not checked it out yet yeah i think you just you know forget that there's a movie at all uh give the first episode a chance and see if you get into it okay um yeah like i said that world was really impenetrable for the movie and i'm impressed that they were able to rattle off in that first five to ten minutes and just make it and just set everything into place so things made sense when they're jumping between groups of uh yeah griswolds what are they called uh (laughs) yes the 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 the, the griswold family uh christmas uh they called gelflings there you go i was hoping i I screwed you up again but uh (laughs) all right um Jumping back into 2019, what's going on on Horrible Night right now? Like I said, kind of jumbled around our podcast. We have recommitted, decided to uh, kind of change up the format of Night Force Action Report to make it a weekly show. Just so every week we can talk to video games again. Ryan, like we haven't talked video games in a while. In a while. Yeah. So Been a uh, while. You, uh, we, didn't, we didn't need that, Aaron. <laughs> Not at all. Um, but we're still doing a horrible month for video games. That'll come your way the second week of the month, um, in addition to Night Force Action Report. And then as soon as JB and I play tabletop games again, we'll do our tabletop show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, turns out scheduling adults to meet in person to do things is even more difficult than scheduling adults to play online video games. So uh, life Which has is very hard gotten in the way, but I have a feeling uh, when the weather turns against us, it'll force us all inside to play uh, more board <laughs> games. So uh, uh-huh. horror rolls will continue. Uh, in the meantime, we've also got uh, game nights, uh, Ho Night Game Night on Twitch TV slash Horror Night on Thursday nights. Uh, I think we're actually, there's some games we want to play together coming out soon. So that should help uh, amp that up because I think we're going to check out Destiny this week for better or for worse. And then we'll see if we stick to that the following weeks. But uh, check those out Thursday nights. Coop uh, will be heading that up. So um, moving on, let's uh, take talk about the games we've been playing. Uh, what stands out to you, Ryan? Well, because Destiny 2, we are on, we are recording this on the eve of Destiny 2's mm-hmm. big move over it's, to it's Steam. Actually, it's actually down right now. 
It's just it's just a weird thing. Twenty four oh, hours. Like the game is just down yeah, for twenty four hours do, to do the migration. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I am huh. preloaded. Uh, Shadow Keep has been purchased. We'll talk about that later. But before we got into that, there was something I had to get done because I knew I'd get thrown off if I didn't. Mm-hmm. And I am proud to say that I have achieved World Tier Five in the Division Two. Uh, I, I grinded that thing all the way out, finished title basin, um, which was actually a lot of fun. That was a good, uh, that was a good little, um, I don't know what you call those. How, uh, how, uh, far did you make it with coop versus how far did you uh, have to go solo here in the very end? I think coop and I got to world tier four. Okay. And then, um, how many, yeah. how many hours solo after that did you have to do? It wasn't, it, it actually wasn't too bad because it's been out long enough um, and they wanted to get enough people to the end game stuff because like the zoo and the airport don't unlock until you get to world tier five. So like I only had to do a couple of activities to grind loot in order to get the, the gear score that I needed in order to do title basin. Um, so it wasn't too bad. I think if he if he got on, I told him we could probably get him to world tier five in a night. Cool, no problem. Do you think? Do, um, do you think those world tier levels were worth it? As far as like, I don't know, a transitioned end game, the end game. I think it worked a lot better than the division one did. Okay. Like because they weren't overwhelming. It was it was basically for each region on the map. You know, finish two missions. Do. A, um, I can't remember what those things are called, but do the big mission. I forget what they're called, but so there's two, there's two regular missions and then there's the really big mission that you have to finish. So there's like the Capitol building, um, Roosevelt Island. Um, I forget what the third one is. Uh, anyway, so you finish all those and those are what like basically progress you to the next world tier. Um, and then along the way, there's dailies, there's weeklies, there's stuff that you yeah. can do to grind out gear. Um, yeah, so it it was a really easy progression versus the one challenging mission that we tried to do in Division One. In that, when w- with what that end game was when that game came out, was like just the most pointless thing ever because it was like we could do no damage, and we were getting like one shotted by any enemy, and it was just like, well, this is not fun at all. And you also didn't have conflict, which is the PvP mode. It was like either go to the dark zone and deal with all of that bullshit or do challenging missions and deal with that bullshit. And there was like nothing in between. Hmm. And I feel like in the division two, they just they they learned their lesson. They they there's tons of stuff that I could do. I never felt like like it felt like a good like difficulty kept like going as my gear got better and so it just always felt appropriate. It never felt like I was overwhelmed, um, but it was still challenging. So yeah, I, yeah, I feel like they 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 kept that challenge carrot for lack of a better term. Like the 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 challenge curve was always steady. Like it 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 never felt incredibly unfair unless I was like solo in in an area I shouldn't be. But mm. but it was it was always interesting enough. Like it uh yeah. um. Which is not, I cannot be easy to easy to balance that, on, I, because obviously I feel like they kind of got it wrong with the first game and had to learn, had to get the data and learn the lessons to get it right for the second one. I think it really helped too that once you get to the end game, they introduce an entirely new 
like enemy race for lack of a better term Hmm. like a faction yeah and they have all of like they have new quirks and like their you know their weak spots are in different places so it's kind of like you have to relearn like how do i take down these people um and that makes it really interesting plus they have these crazy um like Johnny five robots that come after <laughs> you and like try and shoot you with grenade launchers, which is a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> nice. Like they just introduce a lot of new mechanics that make it. So it feels like this isn't just the regular game, but harder. This is new stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I got to the end and I was rewarded with new and different activities that I could do. And then the, the, the like um, expeditions are really cool. And Koopa and I had a lot of fun doing the first one and you get an exotic as a reward for doing it. And that felt like, like that felt like good time spent to get what was a really cool, like it's this like, uh, it's like a rifle that's got like this snake that's coiled around the oh, barrel. Yeah. And like, it's got some cool, like mod. it, like it felt more RPG than I feel like the first game ever did. Like it was finally like, okay, now I kind of understand why you layered an RPG over top of this. Whereas a lot of the time in the first game, I'm just like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand why this isn't just, you know, a ghost recon game. Like, right. I shoot somebody in the head and they should die. Like the RPG stuff felt more meaningful in this game. And especially like armor breaking and like having to shoot spots and like all of that stuff made a lot more sense this time around. That's cool. Um, yeah. I've really, I've really enjoyed it. Um, I was really glad I got to World Tier 5. I don't know if Coop and I will get to. There's, so we unlocked two expeditions. One of them we want to do, which is the zoo, because mm-hmm. I've heard it's really fun. Um, but I don't know if, if we'll get there or not uh, anytime soon. We'll have to see. I mean, I was with you for World Tier 1, and we did, yeah. we did something where we got in a helicopter and went somewhere. Was that an expedition? Yes. What? So that is the college and then we, we did, something wasn't open. Like we did, we did one section, and then yeah. that because I wasn't with you when you guys got the snake guns. Yeah, and, we and, had to go back okay. and finish the rest of it. And I like, figure why they, we couldn't do. Oh, like, yeah, because it was, it was time like released. A, yeah. It was a phased release, yeah. right? So we had to go back when they opened up the the third mission and finish that, and that's when we got the gotcha. the snake gun. So yeah. Uh, last question. They've got a big uh, overlapping content map or roadmap for the game uh, coming up that's going to overlap with what Breakpoint's doing but was yeah. there anything on that you're excited about um or do you think you're, you'll take a break play some other games and it'll be there I think I'll ready. take a break I think we're finally getting into the part of the year where there's things that I'm really excited about um and there's still some stuff that I want to finish and uh, one game that I never played when it came out because I didn't actually have a console to play it on that I need to play Resident before, Evil 2. No. Oh. Uh The Last of Us. Yes. Okay. So yes. so The first I think, of The uh, Last of Us? Yeah. I, I have I've never never endeavored. Um gosh. So yeah, I'll probably I'll probably I take a break. I mean I've got I think I've got like seventy hours into the game, seventy five hours into the game at this point. So it's I feel like I've really gotten my Yeah, yeah. My money's worth. They did good. They did good. Um, JBU, like your video game times all over the fucking place. But like, really does is. Division still interest you? Is that it? A- does actually. Uh, 
yes, I want to play this game. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like you had good intentions when it first came out and then began the drought of JB. <laughs> I uh, also, I've been hurt by my... You have hemorrhoids uh, too? Outside of, uh, outside of gaming schedule has been hard. Mm. Uh, so it's been it's been rough trying to get uh, onto a video game and furthermore into my basement mm-hmm. to lock away myself in a corner. Um, have you been playing anything? Is anything have your interest right now? I picked up Untitled Goose Game. Oh, my best new joke was they need to quickly make the sequel Untitled Mongoose Game. There you go. <laughs> but go ahead. What? Tell me about I, it, your goose experience. Uh, so I, I picked it up yesterday after a weekend of everybody talking about it and probably beating the damn thing. Uh, yeah. I mean, people are beating it in four minutes at this point. So that's <laughs> yeah, really, that's what speedrunners like, are doing. And like, it was like, like two days after real? it was out. Yes. Nice. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Amazing and insane. Uh, so I, I kind of picked it up because I was, um, what made you pick I, it? What was the last thing you remember? Like, okay, I'm getting it. Or the last thing you saw, like was, so, it, Chrissy, was I, it Chrissy Teigen? I was trying to pin that. I on had different. every intention of buying it, uh, and then I laughed so hard at you talking about Chrissy Teigen <laughs> that I had to buy it. Okay, because because it was a real good joke. I'm just and, glad that I remain your influencer. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I, uh, and and in all honesty, when when Chrissy Teigen. <laughs> liked the game i was like well maybe leslie will get into it if chrissy Teigen wants to play the damn thing so <laughs> uh yeah so i played it for about half an hour last night and i did not beat the damn thing in a four in Good. half an hour or so uh but the boys were uh watching me play it and uh laughing at the goose and he's so walking is- up and stealing stuff and honking at people this is my biggest question about this game yeah so I, did, I haven't picked it up yet Okay. Is it actually fun to play more than it is fun to watch people play it? So I would recommend playing it with an audience, whether you're in the audience or you're playing. Okay. It seems it a, totally it a, fair. It is a group activity. It's more enjoyable to have multiple reactions to it. Because okay. yeah. it's yeah. one of those things of like when you see something happen, you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and if there's nobody sitting there, like, yeah. I mean, you're not yeah. gonna you're not gonna want to replay it again. I don't think. Like, okay. I mean, unless you, you, you want to be it in four minutes. Oh, that's that's a different problem, um, yeah. but uh, I mean you can explore nooks and crannies and just try to break the game. There's probably some incentive to do that uh, as a game developer uh, and and player that likes to break games. But in general, one big playthrough with an audience, I think that's that's the way to go because okay. uh, I've actually been struggling with like I don't want to watch any of these memes because they actually re- reveal <laughs> solutions to how to puzzles. beat things. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, they're fucking hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, it's, yeah. Like it's I watched a Donkey's video that he did on it, and and of course it's hilarious. <laughs> like it's really funny. And then I'm just like, am I gonna have as funny of a time playing this? So I guess it's good to know that if people your, aren't watching, your then, girls will love yeah. it and they'll learn to be okay. bully, bullies because okay. of it. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I need. <laughs> yeah. So I I don't know if I'm halfway through the game or what, but it's I'm currently longer than an hour. Chasing, currently chasing a kid around. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, that game, that game is a a very, uh, happy, uh, uh, moment in video games that we, I think 2019 (laughs) needed. So, um, I, 
I could talk about what I've been playing, but uh, I'll talk about something I've been playing less to save you guys. I just I just don't know how to talk about Warcraft yet. I'll figure it out someday. <laughs> um, but I've been posting uh, for a couple of weeks uh, in our group just these weird articles about Dauntless going 1.0 and being very confused by them because I th- like they had an early access period where I invested in the game or I put money down like right when it became publicly available in early access and it was in there probably six months to a year and then it shows up on the epic game store and on uh playstation and i think i think xbox at the same time too um and somehow somewhere in the middle of that story i missed the fact that 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 wasn't 1.0 that might have been like the beta or something like we all jumped in and played and then immediately like we should play monster hunter world (laughs) um and i've always kind of had dauntless in the corner of my eye because i do like the gameplay loop it's it's it is a simplified version of monster hunter but it's genuinely fun for me solo um and with friends but i i like the game solo and when it when they announced that it's coming out 1.0 uh, last week, I, I was like, well, this is as good a time as any to just jump in and see what's been going on. Uh, the big thing for me, like the server stuff's been cleaned up. It's really easy to not only jump into uh, hunts, but also cancel hunts and not have to exit the game <laughs> to uh, reset Gosh. things. Uh, because That's good. Uh, which makes it easy because I it, it took me a game session to get my bearings again just because... In that game, you're upgrading every piece of gear, and there are there are upgrades on top of upgrades on top of like inventory management of just like it just took me a while to figure out what am I even doing? What's my good gear? What am I missing so that I can go do the next big thing? So yeah, it took me about an hour to get that figured out. But but uh, what helped was they added a new weapon, basically fist weapons, uh, where you get to punch the behemoths now. Just <laughs> And one of the, like, the the weapon works, it's got three combos, like, basically, um, a light combo where you t- t- uh, tap the light combo button three times, or and a heavy combo where you tap the heavy attack three times, and then one that is just, like, um, hitting a, uh, like a speed bag, like, you hit the light attack and then double tap the the uh the heavy attack and he just like just pummels the pummels the thing and it, it feels real good and then the uh the heavy attack combo ends in a just a dramatic uppercut which i mean the combat in this game feels feels real good and it's just some of those behemoths you just you just want to punch them in the mouth because they're just they're dick <laughs> they're dicks um big dicks yeah <laughs> but anyway you you use those combos to kind of build up the the other powers of the weapon but figuring that out while getting my bearings was like the perfect transition to get back into the game and i do like where it's going but it is you know it is a free-to-play game i think it even wears that more on its sleeve than even warframe does at this point as far as like the i don't know the more console focused free-to-play games that are out there but um it all you know it all if you don't care about what your character looks like you can do all this stuff for free and it's 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 fun to jump into these hunts uh, really quickly and jump out like for short gameplay sessions versus again, if you really want to get into, get into this, you should play monster hunter. But, uh, if you like this loop and, you know, upgrading all your stuff, it's, it, it definitely, it's definitely still satisfying. I think, okay. I, the, I think the problem I had the most with it is that I felt like the combat was too simple. 
Sure. Like I, I really enjoyed building up like the three different power meters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and pulling off like your like ultimate like move in Monster Hunter. Like they just felt like this is my like this is like the idle game that's inside of the combat with all of these different things on top of you know getting the the right elements matched to what you're trying to fight and all that stuff. And I felt like I never I mean I didn't play Dauntless enough to figure out like how that all worked, but it just seemed like there are definitely there, it wasn't quite as satisfying. There's 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 higher level play with each of the weapons for sure and just knowing especially when you're you're trying to break things off of enemies and target specific areas at specific times and coordinate attacks coordinate attacks with your uh with your partners that you know have different things that comp- there's there is a higher level play that mm-hmm. uh I don't think is immediately obvious but also if you're going to invest the time I think that's where we hit that wall of like if I'm going to invest time I'm going to go do what I know but right. um I do like the I mentioned the combos that the fist weapon does and basically there's a it's trying to get you to every time you do one of the combos it charges one of its three bars and you have to do each of the three combos to charge all three so you have to do the light mm-hmm. combo to charge number one do the heavy combo to charge number three and then the combo one to charge the, the second one but if you do that and then you trigger all three of those that's like your biggest attack is it basically nice. this this big charge thing that uh is really satisfying when it when it hits so uh, that's and cool. Al- and also, I've been playing. I, I started liking the. Uh, I think it was the lance or like the spear, and then the gun. So I was playing more away from the, like further away from the behemoths, and the fist. Just you have to get right up in their business, and and it made it feel different too. But um, nice. Yeah, I, I I think I think it has a, a, a niche, and I think it. Uh, I think it's a. I think it's a it's a standard of free to play games that I can definitely support. Um, and, uh, that I think that team at Phoenix labs is, uh, doing really well for us, you know, for the size that they are and not everything needs to be monster hunter. And I think, uh, um, Dauntless is, is still real fun to check in on. So, um, we're gonna move on to the good things in games as far as what's going on in the industry that you like, that you want to kind of give a shout out to JB. Uh, so, uh, Oculus had its, uh, OC6 conference, uh, last week where they announced, uh, that starting soon, hold on, let me look and see if I can find the date real fast. Uh, I'm going to say 2020, whatever you're going to say, it's going to be in 2020. I don't know. That's 2020. I think it was less than that. Uh, nevertheless, uh, very soon they're going to allow you to be able to use your hands instead of just the, uh, controllers. So not quite to the level of being able to, uh, you know, point, point your finger guns at things and and shoot and stuff, but, uh, you have to say pew, pew, pew. Yes, exactly. Pew, pew, pew. You got to do that to shoot things, but, uh, to be able to navigate through, uh, like, uh, screens and stuff like that, you don't actually have to have the controllers in your hands. And I think that is super cool. Uh, I like seeing them, uh, make updates, especially, uh, when they, run through the uh, updates that they've made and tell you like these were suggestions made by uh by uh, our audience our customers things that they asked for and it um 
it, it, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just great. <laughs> like they, they are certainly, uh, doing things that is just good for VR. The, I think I was, um, most excited about that link cable though. The yep. hooking up my quest to my computer. I uh, want to be excited about that, except uh, I have to have a really long cable to be able to take it out of the room. Sure. Uh, but uh, yes, but also uh, super cool. But the thing you're going to use that for is when you actually like care about not taking taking the time to do something like that. So I think that becomes worth it. But. Yeah, absolutely. So, And just to be further details on that, you're going to be able to plug in your Oculus Quest into your PC and use the power from the PC to run uh, the heavier duty VR games through the Quest. Yeah, the Rift only games, not the not just the yeah. Quest games. So I can play No Man's Sky. That's all I care about. Like, yeah. I can yeah. do that. I'm not going to have to spend another 300 bucks on a Rift S because everyone can throw those away because that's basically what this conference was all about was like we're all Quest So uh, and the Rift S is worthless. Worthless. Uh, um, so buy this link cable and if you don't like it, then go, then you have your, our permission to go ahead and buy an index from valve. That's, that's, <laughs> that was the messaging that they delivered verbatim. Um, I think the, the, the hands thing is cool, but I don't like the fidelity won't be there to do yeah, anything no. besides navigate like menus, which I think is good for just like that kind of hub experience. Uh, mm-hmm. Of like, let me or just if get you want to like sit on the couch and watch a movie on Netflix and like get that whole thing like yeah yes I don't want to grab a bunch of nonsense like I just want to put the thing on mm-hmm. select my movie and start watching it yes or uh, it's going to be great or for that sort of stuff and um so I mean you put those two things together and you've got this lower fidelity like lower equipment based thing like you can just take the headset uh, with you on vacation and you can put a movie in and watch it like that or you can be at home and be tethered and uh you know like i, just, I, I like the uh the experience that you just described of we're gonna go on vacation everyone and and then i'm going I didn't to say everybody and then i'm going to escape from you <laughs> i didn't yes. say everybody i said uh, imagine you're in a hotel room by yourself on a trip and on a vacation you, uh, by yourself it, it, where you brought your your vr that be device great? wouldn't that be great if being vr able to take a vacation if vr was, by yourself if vr you're was, taken away from the idea that you can take the thing and buy and put it on and not have anything else or does a quest, you can plug it into your computer does Quite quest right. have headphones no, yes. it's, uh, it's no. no, it's got like it the sound works though. It's what I forget yeah. what they call it, but uh and you can plug it. It's headphones. just like where it shoots it at your yeah. ears. And it works. Yeah, it yeah. works and people around you don't really hear it. It's it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> they it is, really need real good. You know, I guess I guess the idea is that you still want to hear stuff that's going on. Is that yeah. the idea? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So somebody can yell at you. I was gonna say like to really complete the fantasy, they just need to put like a partnership with Bose and put like noise canceling headphones in there yeah. and just like completely block out the yeah. world yeah uh, the other call thing that the, that's the oh, parents edition i want to go back to this vacation oh jesus that you're taking by <laughs> yourself so you're gonna okay you're justin gonna, you're, I'm, let me get there you're gonna drive away or you're gonna fly away from your home uh-huh. but you're going to take a vr device with you uh-huh. so uh-huh. that then you can be completely absorbed in it sure 
versus so just getting a good like the promise of vr is to be able to do that without leaving like you don't have to fly across the country to do that let's pretend for a moment that you're on a car trip by yourself to florida for whatever reason and you have to spend the night in atlanta georgia jb yes go ahead i know where you're coming from thank you because i have children Uh uh-huh there is no escaping your kids within the confines of your own home you must physically leave this area and go to a different place (laughs) drive somewhere else where they cannot reach you Uh cannot just because they will just knock that shit off your head and be like hey i need something right now you don't want a staycation away from your family you need a vrcation my most recent experience with my vr headset was i snuck into a room and i put the headset on and within two minutes i heard can i play can i play daddy can i play daddy daddy can i play daddy 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 can i play Uh, yeah that's when you get on a plane and you fly to florida with your vr headset and you say okay nobody's gonna fucking interrupt me this time you guys answered my question you you came up with the uh yeah with the (laughs) example scenario where this makes sense okay you can fly across the country so you can use your vr headset that's fine without a computer you don't even need your computer yeah that's the that's the brilliant it's great it's great so i really think the 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 v2 hardware for the quest is going to be yeah it's going to be super awesome yeah absolutely and uh, one other thing that i think is cool in one way but uh, we can talk about more later is uh they have a uh they've added fidelity to when you are not inside of the virtual world so that everything looks super clear uh so you can actually have the headset on and oh it's not everything just that black looks- and white Stop. Yeah, no, it's not fuzzy anymore. Okay. We're, we're, what's it called? Um, protective mode plus or whatever. The, glasses. Whatever I think it's just glasses. Yeah, yeah sure, sure. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just still like in black AR. and white, but it's what's that? Is it just like the AR mode? It, kinda, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. But it's it is a very high fidelity, so that everything is like exactly in the right place. And so, do you really just like hit a button and it like turns that on? Like if. So like if somebody's like in front of you and wants to talk to you, can you just like I don't know how to pause swap back and forth? It's always on yeah. when I put it. It's on when I put it on first before I like when it makes you define your safe area, mm-hmm. and then it's all okay. VR from there. I don't know how yeah. to flip back and forth, but maybe there's I, a way. To uh, okay. I think specifically what they said was if you step out of your safe area, it will turn on. Oh okay. So, anyway, cool. Well, Very thanks for, cool. Thanks for the field report. You're uh, welcome, Ryan. What do you like about ga- video games right now? I like that there is just no pressure for me to play anything right now. You like that? Yeah, huh? I, I am. I'm. I am choosing to look on the positive side of 2019 and just say, you know what, Borderlands Three, I get to you when I get to you. I'm not. I'm not too worried about that. Uh, no, I do. I do like that. Like for instance, usually this time of the year, I start to feel some pressure. Like I have like a couple of games that are backed up and I'm like, man, I want to, I want to finish all these cause I really like them and I want to be able to have like an informed opinion going into the end of year of how I feel about them. And like, I've been able to like take my time with astral chain. Like I'm, I'm in the last chapter now. Um, but it hasn't, I haven't had to rush through it. Like usually I'd be like, all right, I'm skipping all the side quests, all the, alternate investigations i'm just going to do the main stuff and plow through this thing and i haven't had to do that so 
I like that. And I've been able to think about playing Last of Us uh, before, <laughs> sure. you know, mid-November when <laughs> the next game that I actually care about comes out. So you've got you've got options. Yeah. I do. I yeah, I'm not I don't feel like I'm really playing anything of consequence yet. There are there's still stuff I want to go back and finish. Uh Astral Chain being one of them. Resident yeah. Evil 2, I made that joke earlier. I feel like there was another one earlier in the year that uh, I meant to play through as well. Uh need to finish Bloodstained. I ah, my queue's already building up and I mean the games are going to they're going to hit here in a little bit. So uh yeah, I uh I don't feel any pressure either. I'm enjoying myself. But uh, it's gonna. Our December's are gonna be very different. <laughs> <laughs> the December crunch, because yeah, like I said, I've been playing a lot of Warcraft. But what I like about Warcraft right now, uh, unrelated to my daily mile, milestones and uh, achieving things I could have done 15 years ago, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, is they just finished like the biggest uh, story arc uh, in in what I feel like in the, in the modern the biggest story arc of modern wow, that is separate from that story that they set in place with Warcraft three that kicked off Warcraft. Like, I feel like they, it's just been, they've been kind of just spinning their wheels a little bit. But what I wanted to say about this was I, I just, what I really liked when they kicked off this, the story is that you have this huge game with millions of players and, the the game uh they like you look at the other mmos today and they don't make you do this from the onset you have to choose a side you have to choose horde or alliance and being connected to those sides for years upon years like they have to give you reasons to like your group and dislike the other group but also not like make a clear distinction of who is the absolute good or who is the absolute evil and when they kicked off this latest story campaign, they took probably the most prominent character in the in the game and they made her do some despicable shit and they did not explain why she did them. And people flipped out. They just like this they're just flipping out like they like she would never do this or I always knew this about her and blah 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 like both sides of the story. And as with everything with me, it all comes back to wrestling because it's like a good wrestling story where this thing just happened and it's it was created to get that reaction from from you so we can make a division here because we need to tell a story about why we're going back to war and also we're not going to tell you everything in act 1 like there this there is a progression here that had basically an 18 month payoff that they they finally brought it back together but it's still a mess because guess what this game has to keep going and i think what i'm trying to say is blizzard handled this really well and it's, I'm impressed that they can take risks like this and keep this game going when people are obviously uh, still very invested in this in in this world and these characters that the ones that have stuck around for it. Yet they find ways to create new conflicts to continue the story. And it to me, it's like it's just it's just like wrestling because they have to keep that story going no matter what. There's no actual end, but they if you <laughs> want to keep playing and enjoying this, we're gonna have to like stir up more trouble but this this the, the way they executed the last two years is uh kind of renewed uh my interest in the game alongside the classic release but um i just don't know of storytelling storytelling on this scale in in video games um and the fact that blizzard's still doing it is really impressive to me world of wrestlecraft sounds great <laughs> it's, 
I mean, wrestling, but it's very much, I mean, I think wrestling storytelling has a lot in common with soap opera sto- yes. storytelling as well. Like, like that idea of like, you have to keep managing this, this group of characters and keeping it fresh and keeping people engaged. You do bring up an interesting idea though, that like, has an MMO ever ended on a story beat? Because it's usually just like, hey, we're shutting the servers down. Nobody's playing this game anymore. I don't know that anyone has ever done like, this is it. This right. is the final story. This is how it all ends. And then we're and then we're going to turn the servers off. Yeah, I, I think there was one, but I, I, all I remember was it was they ended the the world and there was like a big meteor shower so i don't know that that was actually a plot point and more of a just as they shut the they, sh- servers they, down they kind yeah. of manufactured one around the matrix online shutting down just because i mean somebody's pulling the plug basically so you can right. kind of write your own story but like that's the thing is like when they know that the things getting shut down i mean they don't have money to create the new right. thing it's too to late that happened at that point yeah it's, so it's it, kind of like you'd have to go out on top like, it'd yeah. have to be Blizzard being like, yep, we've done this enough. We're, we've decided we're not going to do it anymore. And so we're going to do a proper ending to this thing. Yeah, that'll no. They're not going to do that. Yeah, they that thing makes them they, way too much money. I can't. That can't ever <laughs> actually happen for them to go out on top. The one thing. Activision would be like, yeah, good, good story, guys. No. <laughs> no, thanks. You're not. Yeah, we're not done yet. Uh, they just launched the game again 15 right. years later. I don't know that they're looking they to do shut it, the servers they down. Can, they can do it again. Um, <laughs> but related to that, my favorite little like just dumb tidbit is like when they do add stuff and the story naturally continues. Like the big thing in the one of the big things in in this current expansion is the addition of these allied races, which are just like different tribes or factions within the races that already exist in the world, like different versions of the trolls, different versions of the Torin, that kind of thing. Uh, because they're, they're pulling them in because they need more, you know, each side needs more uh, troops for their army to have this big war. But if you think about it, like there have been at least three like universe shattering events in world of Warcraft over the years, but only now this conflict uh, is finally is the straw that broke the camel's back for for all of these groups. Like, okay, we haven't been involved until now, but this is it. We're gonna we're gonna jump in. Like, <laughs> you know, when you're fighting demigods and like a sword goes through the earth, that wasn't that wasn't serious enough. But for this this little this little battle, uh, yeah, we're in. But I like I like that dumb st- stuff in wrestling too. So it's, um, it's good. All right, yeah, I'm gonna I think for the next three months of episodes i'm going to tie that sec- segment back to wrestling every time <laughs> um that takes us to our featured topic uh got a lot of thoughts about apple arcade but also kind of we kind of want to get into just subscription models and uh some of our concerns just about where do game developers fit into these uh relationships so i want to start with uh kind of kind of my initial uh uh, reactions to the announcement of Apple Arcade, but then we'll talk to act, talk about actually like playing this stuff and see where we go from there. But because I like to, I you know, what was I was I was kind of a jerk on Slack over the weekend, uh, as I do, as you uh, do, because I I enjoy calling out things when I see them, but I also enjoy being wrong, and I feel like I was coming from a good place when they announced Apple Arcade when I just I just doubted the whole the whole thing. It was just like. They were talking about like some of these exclusive games, like yeah, but the exclusives aren't you know they're exclusive to mobile. They're not even you know exclusive across the board. And 
Um, they don't really have like a system seller here, and and I just don't I don't trust Apple with this subscription service. So I really didn't think I would play it. I I was actually kind of worried because I have an older iPad that I didn't really even have a device for it. But um, I will say like that five dollars a month that's not a huge barrier to like not try something. Kyle, just five bucks a month. <laughs> Um, and, uh, so, um, I just, I didn't think, and I, I still don't know where I land here. I didn't think it's going to be a game changer for, for Apple, but, uh, one of the people I work with also brought up the fact that like, it's actually more of like a defense mechanism for Apple. It's not about necessarily selling more hardware or bringing more people into the ecosystem. It's, it's about holding on to the ones that are there. And, uh, I, 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 I kind of agree with that point now, but once I started playing these games, what I started thinking about was the Nintendo seal of quality back on the NES days of all of these games had to go through Nintendo's approval processes and to make sure that they're bug free and whatnot. And they, they weren't anyway at the time <laughs> to eight year old Justin, that seal of quality meant something. It meant that it's better than Sega. It's, it's, these are the best video games because it's got Nintendo says they're great. And Nintendo got, uh, got by for a long time on just kind of being associated with quality experiences, at least for, you know, those of us that were ascribed into Nintendo power and, and taking all that in. But if Apple can like actually make, being on Apple Arcade means something for developers and a level of experience uh, for players, I think that's that's a good thing for the industry. So I'm starting to see some pauses of where this could go because, yeah, I don't think there's a single system seller on this thing, but the lineup of the, as a whole sell sells the subscription to me like without a doubt. Um, now, I want to hand it over to Ryan because I feel like you're coming from a more genuine place here. Uh, of just like, what did you jump into? What stood out right out of the gate? I, I think, I think you, I think you're right about the defensive angle um, from Apple. Apple has a long, long history of being tone deaf and out of touch when it comes to gaming, in spite of the fact that a lot of gaming happens on their platform, um, and so. I think this was this was their their initial attempt and this kind of came came coupled with another change that I think was a really important one that with iOS 13 um the support for PS4 and Xbox One controllers is now on all of their devices so not just iPads but also phones as well and the Apple TV um so it, it was kind of it was kind of a like almost like a mea culpa of like, yeah, we know we've been making a bunch of money off of games on our platform and can not really getting it and not understanding it. And like this is this is us saying this is now an important thing for us. Um, I think the price point is I mean, for me, I spend more than five dollars on iOS games in a month easily. Like I just like supporting developers who are doing different things on on that platform. Um, and I've been on i I've been on iPhone since the the three G. I didn't have the 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 OG iPhone because I was like in college and poor and couldn't afford a six hundred dollar phone back then. <laughs> but I had the three G, which was the first subsidized phone, and I've had one ever since. But um, they're just they're just there are so many good games that came with this 
that I feel like I'm like getting too good of a deal at five dollars. <laughs> Because I would have played, I would have paid five dollars for Grindstone alone. I would have paid five dollars for what the golf alone. Um, I would have even paid. I probably would have paid five, but I would have paid three for Assemble with Care, and then I beat it, and then I would have definitely played five. For it. <laughs> like, like all of these games are really like they're solid, um, and they're from like they're from good development teams or from teams who have made good. Not just mobile games, just games in general, um, which has been really impressive. But um, I think it's an incredible value. I think if you care about gaming on iPad or iPhone or Apple TV at all, you'd be an absolute fool not to throw the $5 at just this initial lineup. We don't even really know fully what's coming in the future, but... If this is what if this is what they're setting the bar at, right. I hope that that's what they maintain. That yeah. is my one fear, yeah. is that they did a lot of legwork to get this round of titles together, and that they don't really have a ton coming after it. It's kind of like Stadia when they announced, and they were like, "Well, a first free game mm-hmm. is going to be Destiny 2. and it's like, "Yeah, that's going to be free for everybody." Cool story, bro. Like, yep. yep. Like, <laughs> Like I've got that's the one thing I'm a little worried about, but still it's five dollars. Like it is it is so below my threshold. You know, I, I think we'll talk about maybe some of the other subscription plans, which I have a harder time wanting to throw money at. I'm looking at you, Ubisoft. But um I, I think this is a I think this is a great deal. I think you will get easily this is five dollars that could buy you twelve months worth of games. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think if you pay $60 for the year, you will get $60 of value from what is available to you right now. I do think like there are several games that like definitely warrant more than five bucks. Um, and, but, but I think when you describe them to me as these are some of the best mobile experiences, but without any of the hurdles in their way, like just, it's hard to actually picture. I've played so many of these mobile games playing these things and just not having any interruptions. Like you can just continue. It's weird. It, you don't have the ads or the, like I have a lot of games now that are just like constantly doing promotions from within the game. Like it's just, there's right. all these things that are in the way, which I'll talk about a big one uh, from Nintendo later, but um, it's just, they're so easy to play and it would, it's, there's plenty of games here to keep you busy for 12 months already. Um, and I, before we kind of get into the economics of it and and that sort of thing, I do want to take a minute minute to just give some shout outs uh, while while we're here. You mentioned is Grindstone your number one? Whew, that's tough. I really really like Grindstone. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I guess that's the one I've spent the most time with so far. Okay. Uh, I really love what the golf like what the golf puts a big old smile on my face like. That was the number of times that you pull back to take a swing and, and you literally have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, it's really, really fun. It, uh, I really like that game. So I had to, it took me a while to get the, um, the beta version of iOS 13 or iPad, whatever on my, to my iPad because it wasn't going to come mm-hmm. out for another week. Uh, so it was the middle of the night when I finally got access to this stuff and what the golf was, I think the third game that I tried but I woke my dog up laughing at the game the first time as I pulled the first time you pull back and the dude launched and not the yeah. club and the ball like, and, and then, it, and then, then JB, every time you hit the flag stick with 
the thing you're controlling or shooting it it has a pun and i i <laughs> love i love puns. the bad puns Excellent. they also have a shout out to katamari damasi in there which i just love like it feels like one of yeah that totally there's so much good <laughs> um the two two big ones that that weren't platform exclusives but are still beautiful games uh sayonara hearts was i got that title wrong i feel like i got that title wrong i feel like there's it's sayonara wild hearts isn't thank it? you um that's out on switch but that is that is a good rhythm experience and also very frustrating kind of uh, uh arcade racer that you just want to get perfect scores every time because you want to unlock the best stuff um and then overland which has been on early access on itch for a while is a is a really uh good turn-based uh post-apocalyptic strategy game beautiful artwork by finji uh on that one um but the other kind of new ones i just played a symbol with care for the first time last night thought that i knew its gimmick from from round one i was like what is this what is this and and then then i started like taking apart a camera and fixing the lens and doing all of this with which what i will say is like i haven't felt the need to play any of these games with a controller the touch controls are so good and for me someone that jumps in and out of ios about every two years just it just hit me over the head with with how far touch controls have come from the first iphone games that i've played like there's these are thoughtfully designed touch control games and you don't feel limited at all and they they just work and they're they're beautiful when they when they work the way that the screwdriver works in assemble with care <laughs> like as a as a developer and so like it just like blows my mind because it just works the way that you think it should work that game i finished that game um it is it is like legitimately it's like a beautiful game with great puzzles and like i like the story a lot like it's just a through and through it's just a really good game that i was really shocked about um skate city that's a the fun uh that's feels, good yeah fun skateboarding like game the, like the touch controls in that are really cool too um i think it would probably be better with a controller but yeah. um but still it's it's like it reminds me of um what was the other side-scrolling Ollie skate? Ollie Ollie. Ollie. Yeah, yeah, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Ollie Ollie, but more chill, mm. which I like. And then a striking kind of minimalistic uh, action roguelike uh, named Bleak Sword. Jim Guthrie's doing the ominous soundtrack to that one. That thing's gorgeous. That pump probably cool. that probably does play better with a controller, but the yes. touch controls work fine. And then my most recent just laugh out loud game, even though it's not supposed to be laugh out loud, I'm laughing out loud because of just the situations that many motorways puts me in when I'm playing this game. Uh, because it, it's a lot like that that old traffic control simulator simulator game that was one of the big. I, I feel like iOS launches way back when. You're talking about flight control. Yes. Yes, the, the yeah one of the original iPhone games that conquered the yeah. conquered the platform back in the day. But this is just you know just build roads from people's houses to their their parking garages. Like not they didn't really yeah. say that their offices, uh, and just connect them and can you know however efficiently you can with the roads that you have, and then it's just going to randomly spawn other houses and other buildings, and they never make it like the. What's this? <laughs> Damn it! I tried to make a Brandanowitz reference, but these city planners are terrible, and you just have to make yeah. the roads work. And it's literally about how long can you keep this city running with just the most pretzel-like road roadways possible. And 
it's just like every time I take a, I pause it and I fix everything, it throws on me another curveball, and I just kind of throw my hands up and laugh at it. And I was like, "You're we're doomed. Like we're never going to be able to get that building." Uh, I've literally had to make a dedicated highway go to one office building because it was completely locked off from any road that I could draw to it. And it's like, sure, why not? This makes sense. It's fun. Yeah, chaos. it's the it's the spiritual successor to Mini Metro, which is also a great game. Okay. Um, from the same developer but yeah I, i've been playing a lot of mini motor rays uh lately and i really really like it like it tricks you you think you're playing an idle game and then you're just gonna have this chill time and it goes from like everything's fine everything's fine everything's fucked and you are you're just you're gonna die um it does that really well i really like that game uh any other shout outs from you before we move on um let me i need i need to i need to look i think i covered most of them um i did play exit the gungeon mm-hmm. um in reference to to enter the gungeon um definitely uh you want to play that with a controller because yeah. it is as hard as entering exiting is i played <laughs> spec um which is basically just like messing with perspective uh mm. in order to solve puzzles you kind of like as you shift the camera, shapes kind of meld into each other and you have this little thing that's just going around in a circle following the line. So as you blur those lines, that's fun. Um, I played big time sports. I was not a fan. I was kind of hoping it was going to be sillier than it was. Hmm. Um, what was the cricket one? Oh, yeah. I, cricket through the funny. ages or something? I've already, I've already removed it from my phone because hmm. I finished the I finished all this stuff. Um, cricket through the ages is it's hilarious and infuriating at the same time <laughs> because there are some times where you have to actually be good at what you're doing and that's when you're like this is bullshit and like it makes you kind of mad but the times where it's being really silly uh it's much more enjoyable but it's still worth checking out if you have the if you're already subscribed all right so jb you've heard our praises sure um, how are you feeling about Apple Arcade from the outside? Like, is this, if we would shut up, would there be any draw to it? Like any immediate draw or is it, um, sure. Um, from my perspective, um, I, the, whoever the geniuses at, uh, Apple that convinced schools that kids needed them in <laughs> kindergarten, uh, managed to make me have to buy two new iPads every other year for my kids because they own them and then they break them. Uh, and, uh, you know, to uh, avoid buying Minecraft over and over again, <laughs> I could get this for $5 a month instead. And uh, it sounds like there's some really great stuff in there. I, I haven't played a single one of these, sure. so I'm, I'm curious. Yeah, I, just I also own an iPad. Yeah, I just didn't know. Like, I kind of got caught up in the, you know, all the 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 talk before it was available, and then it's just like the games. You know, the games are so much louder than anything that Apple is saying. But yeah, it's just well, and that was the other thing about it. Uh, the, the games itself is the 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 biggest draw for them is there's no ads, there's no in app purchases, all of that stuff's. Uh, not in this and i will take that any day of the week yeah it's 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 real nice it's especially some recent releases that are just disgusting with it um 
But uh, I think, Ryan, it just comes down to is like, is this where the bar remains? And even so, I, I, I find myself, uh, and I blame Game Pass for this a little bit, uh, just I just want to know what the deal is. I want to know where my money's going. Who am I supporting? Is this going all to Apple? Is it, like, how are the developers involved? And I say that from again. I, I think I said this publicly and got worried that people were misinterpreting. Like I'm not I'm not talking about the AAA developers or the big the big shops that that, that are on here. It's, these are the up and coming indie developers and the smaller shops in in an age where discoverability is like the number one problem in video video games for these developers of just like how can they get their name on the map so they can make even better projects down the road i want to make sure that when they have a hit on their hands that they're they're just justified justifiably paid for it and 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 with the economics of video games and selling video games being just so all over the place right now it makes me worried how these subscription services are actually taking care of these developers that are they're going to build their platforms on the back of like these apple's got a great start and hopefully they can keep it up but hopefully the the developers are being taken care of now and will be later yeah i mean the thing that i'm the thing that i'm i'm holding on to and i have nothing i mean there there is there is not a lot of information out there like it is almost 100% you know um assured that all of these developers are on NDAs Mm -hmm. and they're not allowed to talk about the specifics of the deals um that (laughs) they entered into with Apple and like I feel like that was the case even with like PS Plus back in the day like we didn't hear until much later about like what the deal was I mean you know what the split was to you still hear problems where they can't talk about the sales they've had on any platforms like right. like they have to talk shadily about you can infer based on what we have over here on Steam but we did better over here. Go ahead, yeah. sorry. The thing the thing I'm holding on to is that there's nothing stopping Grindstone from putting their game out on the App Store without involvement in Apple Arcade. Like Apple had to give them something. They had to say something to them to the effect of this will be a better deal for you if you if you you know get on the surface. Now with these initial games, it could just be everybody's going to be talking about this. You're going to get an immense amount of free advertisement, which was also the case for PlayStation Plus back. You know, mm-hmm. that has been the case all along for that, too. And Psionics, you know, thank oftentimes, you. you know, as long as you take off from that period and leave that 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 exclusivity period that you're part of that program, you know, and continue to make money like, like our beloved Rocket League did. Mm-hmm you know, that was, that was advantageous for them. But there's a lot of other games that went into there where yes, they got some money from the program, but then the game, you know, didn't do well. And then, and, you know, initially died in the store and it, you know, whatever didn't work for them. So I'm hoping that whatever Apple is offering is a, is it more attractive than we take 30% of whatever revenue you right. bring in from the store? Cause right. that's exactly what the, that's how it's been since the, the store open it's just never changed because i was gonna say like i i really just want the option to like purchase these games individually too uh i'm kind of alluded to game pass earlier like they give you a discount on those but it's then i'm struck by like yeah i want to i want to be able to buy the game too but i don't want apple to take a 30 percent cut of that as well like there's yeah there's still other pieces that was like if you were really genuine and serious about this apple you would take care of it on on both sides um, but right now I've got a bunch of good games to play. So here's fingers crossed that it, it works out for everybody. <laughs> I, I mean, 
from Apple's point of view, I mean, my, here is what I think. I think Apple is taking care of the developers. That's I'm I'm maybe that's naive, but that's what I believe is happening right now, because Apple is under incredible pressure from their investors and from their board to do a very big pitch in the services. So this year we're going to see Apple Arcade. Apple News Plus has already launched. Apple TV Plus is going to launch in November. Um, like services are where their investors want them to go. They want them to be more diversified in their portfolio, mm. just not just hardware. Oh, sorry. Bless Holy you. cow. <laughs> yep. I got another one too. Nope. Oh, man. Gosh. When do we start to worry? Um, Number three. But so... So they need to get people on subscribe. They need subscribers. Mm-hmm. And ah, God, All you right. cursed me by saying three. That was but, your uh, fault. Uh, but the third kinda, one. Do they always come in pairs? They always come in twos. So that's bad news. Not pairs. Um, <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> so they need subscribers. Yeah. $5 is a super low barrier to entry. I expect they will raise this price. Okay. Okay. Just like YouTube TV suckered us all in with it's God, that was such a good deal. $35. That was such a good deal. Now it's 50, which is a huge hike. Yeah. Um they also grand, they because, grandfathered us past an up one of the price hikes. Yeah, so I know. Like, we oh, missed we're the good. $40 we're, one. I was like we're good forever. No, yeah. everybody's 50. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> That's so Apple in this initial phase needs to get people on board. They need to get people to believe in the system and the process and show that games are coming out. And then I think they'll raise the price up, um, yeah. you know, maybe 12 months, 18 months down the line. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think whatever they're doing, they're probably taking a loss. I mean, you have to remember Apple has more money than they possibly know what to do with. Yeah. Um, so, so taking a loss on these couple of games is, that's no deal to them whatsoever. Mm. Um, and I think it's worth it to them to establish that, that good feeling, you know, positive stories, developers not coming out and being like, Apple screwed us. This is the worst program ever. Like they can't afford that. They need people. Everybody on both sides needs to be positive about this. Technically and they I just, can afford that. <laughs> no, they can't. They, <laughs> they have tons of money, but money yes. cannot counteract PR. They can't afford bad PR. Yeah. They need this to be good to keep people on board. And so I think they're going to take care of the devs. This initial round, I yeah. still How's am worried about go? later, yep. Yep. but I think these initial, these initial developers were given a good deal. And this is advantageous for, for both parties in that regard. All right. Um, I, this, I think we, I want to come back to talk about subscribe where subscriptions are uh, on a later show, but this ended up being pretty Apple focused, but that's fine. We're on, we're kind of riding a, a high. They kind of, they, they, Man, that week that Apple Arcade came out was a lot. There were a lot of good games to play. Even, yeah. even like because Link's Awakening was out there that week too. Goose Game came out. It was. It was it, just like the first like real feel good week yeah. of 2019 for video games. And let's let's we've been pretty <laughs> critical of 2019 for a, a lot of our podcasts this year. So I'll leave that on a high note. Uh, unless JB, do you have any other thoughts uh, about Apple subscription? Apple sucks. Okay, thank you for <laughs> no, I'm, that I'm transition. Good. I'm good. Good. <laughs> um, that takes us to changing the games uh, as far as anything going on in the industry uh, that you think needs a, needs maybe addressed or fixed, JB. Oh, well, if we're going to do a little callback to my Oculus thing earlier and mention that Oculus is owned by Facebook. <laughs> 
And uh, the the big problem with that is uh, what they really want to be able to do in the not too distant future is map your entire house. You're going to be able to walk around with their devices on your head and it's going to be able to see everything in real time. And they're going to, uh, you know, send that data back to their servers so that you know, see, no, when, when the headsets are off, they're off. Oh, yes. Absolutely. That's how those work. Absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know about you guys, but I don't want that. <laughs> yeah. It really is. Super unfortunate that Facebook owns Oculus <laughs> because really I think is. Oculus is doing really interesting things in the world of VR and like I applaud all that but it's just like man your parent company is just like the crappiest of maybe all of them when it comes to shady dealings that we only find out later like oh just kidding we were just tracking you all along because we just got to make those ad sales and yeah Yeah, that sucks it is unfortunate and (laughs) they can't get out of it at this point that was a big deal for them i don't know that that facebook would ever let go of that not for not for a while not until it's dead and buried really yeah (laughs) like uh yeah because that was the weird thing is like you i feel like there's feel good announcements around the oculus stuff and then and then some facebook branding shows up on stage and like oh yeah (laughs) yeah um, it's the exact same feeling I have with Stadia, where it's like, <laughs> oh, Stadia, oh, right, run mm-hmm. by Google. Mm-hmm. How are you going to fuck us? Well, <laughs> it's coming. Really hoping uh, that this whole mobile side of Nintendo doesn't infiltrate the rest of their business. Because, Dear God, did you try playing that? What in the fuck are they doing? <laughs> He thought, thought Doctor Mario, not Doctor Mario World, was obnoxious. Um, oh my god! Mario Kart Tour does not want to be played. It has bad controls and a subscription, a five five dollar monthly subscription. Wait, if you want. how much was that Apple thing again? Yeah, five dollars. Five dollars. Uh, you can play almost a hundred games, or eventually a hundred games, or hundred good games. Yeah. Or, uh, you can unlock uh, 200 CC and Mario Kart Tour and <laughs> and get access to some other a- aesthetic things. Um, it really, it really kind of hurt my heart when you were talking about the Nintendo Seal um, <laughs> back in the day because that was the same way. Like I was like, oh man, if Nintendo's putting their seal on this game, it's going to be good stuff. And and honestly, you know, most times it was. And I don't know if that was just pure dumb luck or who they had that was engaging on their platform, but it worked out. And I, for the life of me, cannot figure out what Nintendo's mobile strategy is because all it does is you you, you have all of these feel-good stories about the Switch, the mm-hmm. Switch Lite. Everybody's happy. Everybody's loving this thing, loving the games. And then on mobile, it's just like, what? Why? Why is... Don't do this. Just don't... This is This cannot possibly be worth... The, the the awful light that is being cast on Nintendo with whatever mobile partner I'm like that's the only thing I'm I'm, I'm they've handed I'm, it off for sure I'm just I'm convincing myself that Nintendo just was like here's the license rights you can use our characters you know make whatever and these are just like they don't know any different like they just live in this world because they're making Japan old. mobile games is like 
an even darker world oh, sure. than like our mobile games are. And like, so that's just what they know is just be as gross as is humanly possible. And we'll take advantage of Nintendo's licenses in the, in the meantime, it's Cause uh, this is not, you said Dr. Mario, this Mario Kart is bad, but like they've had some other ones that have been pretty bad. Like well, prior so, to this as well. Yeah. Because I thought like you had super Mario run, which they tried to do the whole, play dollars yeah play x amount for free and then pay 10 bucks for the game which i was just like i I, I like that model yes i I did that model i purchased that model twice Uh, yes but it it didn't make them that much money um so then they did uh it was fire emblem fire emblem which was kind of getting kind of messy but like i didn't care too much about the game i'm not emotionally invested in that franchise um and uh because i want advance wars and then Animal Crossing came out, which I am invested yeah. in, and it kept getting in my way and became pretty easy to drop money in if you wanted to head that route. And I was like, this is kind of gross. But at the time, it was kind of, there were a lot of other games doing similar things. They weren't, they really weren't doing anything too blatant. It just felt weird for a Nintendo game. But the one since, like, and then a- a- after that, like, Animal Crossing got they some. Had that, uh, they had that original one, and I, for the life of me, oh, I can't that, remember that what RPG thing. Yeah, yeah. and it yeah. was pretty gross. I th- I just thought Animal Crossing got some pushback, and and they had feedback from Fire Emblem and Super Mario Run. I was like, surely they will fix this, and they've just doubled down. And also, they're not following any like newer trends of, for mobile gaming that are a little bit more acceptable. Like they're just reverting right. back to bad things that have already failed and i mean the the fucking loot box in mario kart tour is is just incredible to witness as a thing that you're going to put a game in 2019 with everything that's going on around loot boxes sure it's not a loot box but like you're going to shoot a thing out of a pipe but that is a that is a that is a casino ask <laughs> a casino ask yeah. animation and experience that is very very gross and it's just like how how many of these before it does actually affect the Nintendo brand? Like you just can assume like okay, Nintendo does not uh, really touching these, but you just feel like one of these days they're gonna they're gonna march Miyamoto out there to put his stamp on something that is just awful, and I just fear that day. It doesn't feel like people take the Nintendo mobile stuff very seriously though, because as much as we are unhappy with the way that they're dealing with this and we would love to be able to see better Nintendo stuff on mobile that isn't gross. Like, have you been hearing people like yelling about this at all? It's been pretty. Mario Kart is causing some, some pretty big waves in the pond because it's Mario Kart. Like it's, it's, I think the biggest problem is it's besmirching a beloved franchise by mm-hmm. doing a just shitty, no thought, Especially no context. Like, stuff that's been like proven to take advantage of their core audience too, of kids. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. Yes. it's going to be way too early, too easy to buy six copies of everything within the one game, Jamie, <laughs> let alone six okay. copies of the game. No. Yeah. Um, but also I will mention, you start to see it kind of bleeding over with, what was that Kirby game that you were talking about recently? Oh, geez. The free, that's, um, a, that's a free game that ha- also yeah, has a Yeah, the free-to-play Kirby 
uh, fighting game. It's like we're, we're, four players against one bad guy, and it's just r- rinse and repeat. No, I don't. I don't remember if the, I don't think there's microtransactions in it, but I heard it's a very grindy game, and you can just kind of see them opening that door. You can buy coins. Okay. So for cash. Oh. It's, uh, you know, the Switch is also a mobile platform, so you start to, anyway, yeah. just raising the flags over here. It doesn't feel like we're actually on Nintendo Island with this, these concerns, but, uh, they can do a lot better on mobile. And also I'll do, I'll save my account management rant for another day since that's the first thing Mario Kart prompts you for, uh, Ryan, what would you like to see changed? Uh, I'm a little worried about our good friends at Ubisoft, um, so far, some of the things that I've been reading about Breakpoint and from what I have seen gameplay-wise has me a little on edge. <laughs> um, I'm, I've been so proud of that company in, and their form as of late. Um, you know, my qualms, I, I have literally thought about installing Odyssey <laughs> on my computer again and going back and finishing it. Um, Go to Atlantis. Yeah, because I did really like the gameplay. I like the combat in that game. I just thought the story was just absolute garbage. Um, you know, same thing with Far Cry Five. But then I thought, like, Wildlands had a really bad story and really bad characters. But once you acknowledge that that game was goofy as hell, then it became very fun. I feel like Breakpoint is is kind of starting to like go in the, like some of those same directions where it looked like from the early looks from E3, this was going to be more stealth focused. This was going to be right. more serious. This was going to be more tactical. And then it turns out, nope, just kidding. It can be just as dumb as Wildlands has ever been. Which is fine. And Which is fine, honestly. It's fine, but then lean into right. that shit. Right. Don't try and put a serious story. Don't try... for. The one thing that I feel like Ubisoft just needs to realize is they cannot tell a serious story very well. Mm. They can tell, you know, on the edges of serious, like serious with lots of jokes is kind of where they excel mm-hmm. and they need to stay in those places because when they try to get really serious and say something, they don't want to really one. say something right or, or you know, there's countless examples of like, we, we're not taking a stance but we're saying something just like right up to the point of like, it seems like this is what you're trying to say. Nope. We never that's said not it. what we're saying. We, never we, don't, said we don't say that. <laughs> that's what you're saying. We're not saying that. And so I'm just, I'm worried about that. I'm worried about that with Breakpoint. I'm mm. worried that Breakpoint is just being rushed out the door. Um, and it didn't need to be. Like, I kind of wanted them to go back to like OG Ghost Recon and just do like a real like tactical game because you've got kind of all of the other things in your stable. You don't really need to do this one again. Um, so the only reason it really makes me worried is because my game of the year for 2020 comes out in March. And I just, if they mess that up, I'm just going to, I'm going to die. I'll just die. (laughs) I'll just be dead. Do you think that this is a bad time to utilize the Punisher in a game? Do you think he would be better fit someplace else? I think he should be opposite uh, another Tom Clancy's. I think. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I think that would be a much better game. Sam Fisher versus John Barenthal. Like, 
Give me that fucking game. That would, that would be great. Be amazing. Well, so what you're saying is he has to survive through this one so that he can be in the Sam Fisher one. So that yeah, would be s- something. something happened. I think this just looking at their releases, this game had to have gotten rushed because they just they just don't have another big holiday game, and I think it must have been the closest to being done. My guess is they wanted Watchdogs for this window, and it didn't come together. Uh, yeah, and they wanted to take their time more with that because 2020's got Watchdogs and Gods and Monsters, but Gods and Monsters is that's got to kind of launch on its own. But um, yeah, it's. Uh, they're all over the place with the uh, uh, marketing for for Breakpoint. I'm not sure what to expect. So I just want them to keep it together because I've been really happy with how they've been doing. And yep. like you know, you and I, I think have really been riding that uh, Vivendi defeat wave mm-hmm. and being just very supportive of them. And I just I don't want them to like do the turn of Bethesda or yeah yep. yeah. I, I don't yep. want to see them go that direction. All right, let's get out of here with the hype train as far as the uh, next new games we're looking forward to. Some recent games we haven't got to talk about, but maybe we talk about them on Horrible Month Radio Games. Who knows? Uh, I want to give a shout-out to, uh, I think, Ryan, you picked this one up, too, Football Drama. Which yep, playing it on my phone? It's super entertaining and really interesting from just a, a level of soccer that uh, I only think about while I'm watching games. It's like the It's the stuff that they write about in between matches that you think kind of matters, but like actually can't affect the players on the field. But like, it's just trying to do storytelling during a match is it's kind of amazing. <laughs> yeah. It, it, I mean, and it looks beautiful. The art style is really cool. Um, yeah. It's just a completely different way to look at a game that, that we love. Um, then we've got uh, Ghostbusters, the video game remastered is, uh, I think it's out this week. Uh, which was a, a pretty good Xbox 360 game. I'm glad it's getting uh, it's kind of like one of those late 360 games. So, uh, and actually had some technical issues if I remember right. So hopefully those have been fixed. Um, the Surge 2 came out last week. I really liked Surge. Uh, and then shout out to Ori and the Blind Forest Definitive Edition available on Switch as the home for where all Metroidvanias should be. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, as far as what you're looking to for to specifically JB, let's start with you. Hey, so uh, still on that Star Wars hype train. Can't wait till that uh, new one comes out. What's it called? Appara- uh, Star Wars, the new one. Uh, rebels and and fighting nope. things. Nope. The, nope. Uh, the lost the lost nope. rebels of time. JFO. <laughs> J- J- the groundlings. Star Wars groundlings. The fuck Get- out. Star Wars yep, Gelt. Jedi the fuck out. That's what the game's <laughs> called. Gel- Gel- Gelflings, Star right? Wars Jedi the fuck out. <laughs> uh, th- there's another Star Wars game, which uh, I don't remember what it's called, but... <laughs> oh, I did, de- I did delete it. Sorry. You did? Uh, Star Wars 2. It's kind of tricky. It's Star Wars... Colon Jedi Knight 2 Jedi mm-hmm. Outcast Switch. So that's what I'm going to play. <laughs> Which is actually, is it, because Jedi what? Knight 1 was Battlefront 2. It was Star Wars Battlefront 2 Jedi Knight. No. Why? It was. No. <laughs> no, there oh. was, no. Or not Battlefront, no, what was the Dark, Dark Forces. Forces, sorry. 
It was Star Wars Dark Forces 2. Jeez. <laughs> woke up, he woke up Josh Lee in chat. He like <laughs> fell asleep, but he's, he's out here to save Kyle Katarn's legacy. <laughs> Sorry, Dark Forces. I had Battlefront in my mind because yep. they got that new update coming up and whatever. So, so does that mean, is Jedi Knight 2 Dark Forces 3? Yes. Yes. Okay. Because we were also oh confused. We were going back and forth of, did we like Jedi Knight 1 or 2 better? Uh, but we agreed that 3 is crap. So, which is Jedi Academy. Uh, Jedi Academy. Yeah, anyway, Jedi this Academy is the definitive great. first, best, greatest feeling like a Jedi game. Like, yep. force powers. This is as good as it gets before KOTOR uh, oh, yeah. came to be. I'll and, let you know if I've ever played it before, because <laughs> I might have. And Kyle Katarn is charming as fuck. Um, yep. Ryan, what do you hype for? I, I don't. I don't know when it happened. But by it's my called, God, by default, like, the abusive <laughs> marriage relationship that I have been in with Destiny Two never ceases to to pull me back in, and I just say it's going to be different this time. This time, you're going to do the it's line. It's going to be different. Every uh, time I try to get out, they pull me back in. I, I have, like I said earlier, I have it preloaded. I have ready to go. I have I have yep. purchased pre-purchased Shadow Keep. Uh, the thing is, I have fun playing Destiny 2 every single time, and then just something comes along that distracts us, and we go and play that, and that's what happens. But I honestly don't have any huge qualms with Destiny 2. Like, I enjoy playing it, so I'm looking forward to it, uh, to to coming out um, today when you're listening to this, if you're a podcast oh, yeah. listener, uh, and tomorrow for all of our live streaming audience. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, it's got us 24-hour down time right now i am yeah i'm ready to i'm ready to do it let's do the destiny loop again i got yep. i got no issues with it actually kind of excited to try out that that one pvp mode we never tried that was yeah some people like uh i forget the name of it um i jedi knight to jedi Outcast. groundlings grim <laughs> gremlkins what are they called <laughs> greffel gruffle lumps um so yeah, by default, then uh, my my hype train is I'm still really curious about break, Breakpoint, but I'm worried about Breakpoint because I actually kind of wanted to play the stealth serious game. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have an interest in Wildlands and like that's that. It's fine. It's nonsense chaos. That's a good time. I've got plenty of games to to do that in. I could get sucked into that, but I'm just like very confused as to which one Breakpoint is. Um, so I will be playing the wait and see game for it, but I really like Punisher, so I hope that it's worth hunting him. Yeah. So, um, I think it's going to do play it. him on Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. I've he's one of my studs in that uh, Marvel Strike Force bullshit mobile app that I. Oh yeah, play. yeah. He's he mows him down. Um, that's going to do it for the Night Force action report. We're going to be back again next Monday, every Monday, until we're not. But the plan is weekly show, Ryan. Yes. We're going to do this. Talk we're about doing it. It probably will be shorter going forward, but we hadn't talked in a while. So I don't feel too bad it about the length of this show. But uh, let us know what you think, and uh, we will see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.